Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn. It's really great to be here with you this morning. So today I have a really hopefully helpful show for you. I've created this one especially for counsellors and, you know, psychologists and social workers that are new to private practice and who want to make 5K months consistently. Uh, However, you can also use many of these same strategies if you're already in private practice and making more than that. You can use this to help you create 10K or 20K months consistently or even more as well. So I have broken this down into five simple steps for you. So if you don't have your journal and your pen ready, uh, go and grab them because you will definitely want to have them with you. (laughs) Maybe hit pause on this and then come back. All right, so in order to make your first 5K in private practice, you need to know your big why. Okay, so write that down. Why? (laughs) Why do I want to make 5K in a month? And the reason that I want you to connect in with this is because money needs a purpose. Let me explain that. If I said to you, oh, I just want to make 5K because, you know, everybody else is making 5K. You will have a go and maybe you'll make it, which would be amazing, but maybe you wouldn't. However, if I said to you, why do you want to make 5K? And you said, well, because I really want to, you know, hire somebody to come and give me a quote on a bathroom renovation. And I want to start getting bits and pieces for the new bathroom and stuff like that. All of a sudden, that money has a purpose. It has a strong purpose. And this is what's going to keep you connected and motivated. It's like eye on the prize. So think about what that $5,000 month is going to allow you to do that you can't do now. Okay. So when I was first starting out, I didn't have these sorts of money goals. I was just caught up in the day to day and you know, for the longest time, I was living sort of hand to mouth because I didn't have like a home for the money, if you know what I mean. Like there was no energy behind it. I was just going to work, doing the work, coming home. Um, all of the money was going into the one bank account, which was like my own personal savings account. When it came in, I was just spending it because, you know, I didn't know any differently. And then every now and again, I would get, well, regularly, you know, four times a year or something, I would get the tax bill and then I would have to, well, this is how I approached it. Then I would think, oh, now I'm not going to get to, you know, make money next week because all next week's money is going to go on the tax bill, right? So I was completely winging it and stuffing it up. But 
what I know now is that money absolutely needs a purpose. So in my business right now, I have a money goal because I think I mentioned before, like I bought a spa. I'm such a water person. (laughs) I love to be in water. So I'm always down at the beach or I'm soaking in a bubble bath almost every day. And then I bought a spa recently. Now, because of like pool restrictions and fences and things like that, um, in where I live, it's taking a very long time for me to be able to use it um, because I've got to deal with all these regulations. But it was, um, I'm just giving you an example. This particular month, I said to myself, I want to buy a spa this month. And my default was to go looking for the cheapest, smallest spa. And then I said to myself, no, like, why am I doing this to myself? I want the best spa ever. I want the spa with the music and the lights and the, listen, I'm making it sound like it's a disco in the 80s. It's not. It's all really classy. Don't worry. (laughs) I have a bohemian vibe. Don't worry. It's nice, dim, natural looking light. Um, And, you know, it plays like meditation music and stuff like that. So I went for the penultimate spa, right? And so I knew I had a goal for that money. And so uh, I was more aware of generating money because it had a purpose. And then I was able to buy myself the best spa on the market. And I cannot, I cannot wait to get in it. But this is what I'm saying. You, you have to have a purpose for the money and it needs to be a specific purpose. Maybe you want to upgrade your desktop. Uh, computer. Maybe you want to, I don't know if you're like me and you love Apple things, maybe you want to get rid of your Nokia and go and get an Apple (laughs) iPhone or something like that. But give the money a purpose. That's number one. Number two is you really need to spend some time thinking about your dream client. And I know we've spoken about this before, And even if you're in private practice and you have a new money goal, which you should always have a new money goal, um, because you want to be, you know, the more money you make, the more people you help. That's why I believe you always need a money goal. So you always want to be increasing your profit. Um, But you want to identify your dream client because it's not enough just to do it in year one and then never revisit it because, What's going to happen is when you're in business, you're going to grow, you're going to evolve, you're doing more and more PD, for example, you are accumulating practice wisdom from all of the sessions that you've you've had and you've started to identify new strengths or new areas of interest or areas of interest that you're no longer interested in and things like that. So spend some time reconnecting with the idea of who it is in your soul you really want to work with at this point in the practice. As I said, it's going to change. You're not locked into anything and you don't have to exclude anyone from working with you, but you do need to speak to your dream client. Okay. And what I mean by that is when you do your advertising and your marketing, which you should absolutely be doing, you want to make everything speak to them. Okay. Now, This is 
for some reason, it's something that a lot of counselors who are new to private practice and some who are not so new to private practice really, really struggle with. And all you have to do is look at, you know, other therapists, Instagram feeds, and you'll see what I mean. They're um, not speaking to their dream client. They do things like they share quotes or they share blog posts from other people, but they really do themselves a disservice because when that happens, they're not sharing their own voice. Um, and your client, the whole point of you having a social media account, for example, or email or blog is to connect with your client using your voice, right? Don't do lazy advertising where you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it will stick because it won't, it's going to fall off. But if you can speak to your dream client, and this is the other thing, not using therapist language, but using your client's words in your text, um, then you will be able to enroll more people into your offers, your programs, your one-to-one services like your counseling and things like that. So make a note to have a look at the last three months worth of social posts that you put up and check for yourself, does this post, what would this post mean to my dream client? What would my dream client think when they read this post? Would they feel like it was meant just for them? And you want the answer to be yes, okay? The step three is to, you know, set the business up to receive. So here, this principle here or this key or step here really embodies that integration of the masculine and the feminine energies that, you know, we all work with, whether you are new to this or or not, but um, setting up the business, that's all the masculine, up to receive, that's all the feminine. So what do we mean by setting the business up to receive? Well, first of all, you want to make sure that you have all your policies, forms and processes in place to onboard a new person, to answer any questions that they might have about referring to you, I mean, about booking in with you and things like that, taking their payments, um, sending out welcome kits, all of that sort of stuff. So at a very, very minimum, you want to have a diary system set up. Now, I know some people are still using paper diaries, which is totally fine if that's what's easiest for you, do that. Uh, Other people using online, I use Acuity Scheduler myself. I just love it so much. It's so easy. Clients can enroll in things, pay for for things, da-da-da-da-da. I also use Member Vault. Um, Again, it's just so easy because most of my clients end up buying more than one thing from me. So I love to use Member Vault because that way it's just a one-stop shop. Like everything that they've purchased from me is stays in the one place and they can access it for a lifetime, you know. Um, so set your diary up, have your intake forms ready so that you can send them out to your clients, have your consent form, have your release form, all of those things, have them all ready to go. Set yourself up with the payment Uh, method that you want your clients to use. So in my practice, I use two. I use Stripe, but not everybody wants to use Stripe because they might not have their credit card on them at the time. You know, it might be three o'clock in the morning and they're in bed and they're buying something of mine. Like overnight, I had three more purchases of the private practice forms kit. Um, 
but they all came in through Stripe, which, oh, not Stripe, PayPal. So the difference between Stripe and PayPal is when people go to purchase something through Stripe, they need to have their credit card on them so that they can type in the credit card details, you know, da 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 da, da process the payment. With PayPal, um, the way that PayPal works is when somebody sets up an account, they just enter their um, card details at that point and then all future transactions the card details are stored there and they can just easily say yeah I want to buy this so I offer both to my clients because I know a lot of my clients buy things in the wee hours of the morning Um, so think about how how you want to be receiving payments um, and get that all set up okay and then you want to make sure that Let's say you've got your diary and you're ready and waiting to receive uh, bookings from clients. If you're just new to private practice, uh, don't open your diary, you know, for five days from nine till five, because what will happen is you'll get one or two or three people trickling in to the diary and it's really going to disrupt your week. What I would suggest is while you're just building up, open for one afternoon and one morning. Or if you really want to do three times, you could have one morning, one afternoon and one evening. Okay. Um, And if you're going to do that, I would absolutely recommend you have uh, a Saturday morning in there somewhere because they're really popular times. And so are times between four and seven uh, p.m. So just start small. Don't offer them access to your full working week. Uh, the reason for that is because we want them to choose do they want a morning, afternoon or evening appointment. Let's fill up those places before we start opening up new ones. Otherwise, you're going to lose your time. It's going to be more expensive for you because, I don't know, maybe you're going to have to do things like organize a babysitter or I don't know. But it's just not good business sense to open up the diary Um you know, for full 40 hours or whatever it is. Just start small, wait until it fills up and then start something else. Step four is to set yourself up to receive. So this is where we're talking about the inner work. And what I mean by setting yourself up to receive is I really want you to have a look at uh, your beliefs around different aspects of the private practice. So What do you believe when it comes to marketing your private practice? What do you believe when it comes to having your systems sorted out in the business? What do you believe about charging fees? What do you believe about cancellation policies? What do you believe about, you know, how long it should take you to fill your diary? What do you believe about booking people in for follow-up sessions? So unpack for yourself the different areas of your private practice and ask yourself as a journal prompt, what what do I believe about this side of my business? And allow yourself to do stream of consciousness writing and just see what comes up. And, you know, when you run out of things to write, um, that's when I want you to dig deep and come up with another three things on that area. That's gold because that's where we sort of go from emptying out all the surface level stuff, all that stuff that's in our conscious awareness, and then we start to dig down into the subconscious stuff, okay? So push through that block of feeling empty and dig deep and come up with three more 
beliefs that you have. And then, of course, once you have those beliefs, you want to process them and work through them. Because here's the thing, whatever you put out there, whatever belief you have, you are going to see more of, okay? So if you're believing it's going to be difficult to fill a diary, then your reality will be that it's difficult for you to fill the diary. And it's not that it is, it's that your brain receives, you know, 400 billion bits of information a second, but can only process 2000. So it uses your beliefs as a filter. So it's only going to show you what you already believe to be true. So do some work around any beliefs that could possibly be holding you back. And if you need help with it, let me know and I'll absolutely support you in processing those because I want you to be able to have a successful for you private practice uh, when you're ready to step into that. And then number five is track your progress. And it can feel a bit strange tracking progress when you're yet to receive clients, but even tracking your progress around steps you're taking every day to receive clients. Now, tracking your progress around steps you're taking every day to receive clients could be things like, you know, did I do a, did I create an affirmation today that supports me in this practice? Like maybe you have an affirmation that says, every day I'm setting the business up to receive my first client or every day I know I'm a step closer to receiving that first client or something like that. But maybe your progress is in making and tuning into and doing the inner work around the business. Maybe your progress is in making sure you're actually connecting with people online. Maybe your progress is updating your social media posts to speak to your dream client. Okay. Um, for example, you know, you might say, oh, my dream client is, you know, working mums with anxiety. And that's very, very general, isn't it? But if you had a, a um, dream client who was, I don't know, a, a mum who was setting up her business from home and she had a special needs child, that's more specific, right? The the mum with the special needs child or the mum with a child that needs extra care, extra attention, has a medical condition or something like that, um, they're going to be more interested in your post than someone who's not because it's speaking to them, okay? So make sure that you use their language also. Avoid using saturated words in your marketing as well, like overwhelmed and, and stressed out because they've lost their sort of traction uh, when it comes to advertising. So track your progress with the inner work while you're getting started. Track your progress with how you're working towards your business plan or setting up the, the business. And then once you start receiving income, track your progress for how many inquiry calls you're getting, how many emails you're getting about people wanting to work with you. Um, track your progress around, um, I don't know, comments on your social media or likes or saves and things like that on your Instagram posts. So the reason that you want to track your progress is because what you focus on is going to expand. What you focus on grows, okay? Um, it's a universal law that this happens, but it's also neuroscience that this happens. Again, because whatever you're tuning into, you're going to see more of. So instead of saying, oh, it's another day and no inquiries, if that's what you're focusing on, you're going to see that more. But if you start to say, oh, today was a really good 
day, you know, I refined my message and I got it out there and I'm excited to see the flow on effect from that or the ripple effect from that, then you will start to see a flow on effect and a ripple effect. So they're the five steps. Just to recap today in this episode, you've learned uh, the five things you need to do to start receiving consistent 5k months. Uh, Step one was to really know your big why and use that as your driver. Uh, Connect with your big why every single morning. Step two is, you know, review or identify who your dream client is at this point in your private practice and update your marketing to speak to that person. Um, Step three is to set the business up to receive. Step four is to set yourself up to receive. And step five is to start measuring your progress. So, you know, we're going to a lot more of this in Clients on Demand. And, um, you know, I'm so excited because we've actually got 12 people on the waiting list and I haven't even advertised it yet. Um, Clients on Demand, I think I'm going to open the doors. It, it, It starts once a quarter. It runs once a quarter. So I think I'll probably open up the doors to that the first week of June. Um, But if you want to go on the waiting list, let me know because um, to honour the people who are on the waiting list, I'm going to give them a really big discount on the program uh, just so they can lock in their places. Uh, And yeah, we'll go from there. So let me know. You can send me an email or connect with me on Messenger or even on Instagram at The Private Practice Coach. And let me know if you want to jump on the wait list. And as I said, you'll get a big discount um, if you want to purchase it now for a 1st of July start. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And I hope this was super helpful and I'll see you on Saturday. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.